Show Life, Love, and Liberty. I am back to the land of the living. <laughs> Getting close to the end of May. Boy, COVID took me down for about two weeks. Really more like 48 hours of ugh. And then I started to recover, praise God. So, and thank you to all of you who assisted me in my recovery. Uh, you know, gosh, just so many benefits to hosting Twitter spaces very early on. Now everybody's a Twitter superstar, but it was awesome in the beginning. Um, such a tight-knit family, and you know we, we just grew to trust each other and provide um, shelter <laughs> for those who were willing to tell the truth about what they were seeing in their medical practices, uh, the threats they were under, uh, the illegal processes that were happening at the uh, behest of a very heavy-handed federal government in the way of mandates, which, by the way, are not laws. Uh, so also from employees. Oh, my gosh. I heard from so many of you who lost your jobs, who were threatened with the loss of your job, um, who were scared of eviction. I mean, it was a mess. You're still contending with family members who won't have anything to do with you. Um, COVID has been a disaster, but I will tell you, um, you know, out of everything the enemy means for wickedness and destruction and evil, if you will simply hold on and simply, I know is a big word, but if you will hold on and declare the promises of our father through his perfected word, the enemy will flee. If you will submit to the word and you will declare it, the enemy will Flee. If you will speak it, if you will believe it, and if you will live it, it will work. Because the Lord promises that his word will not return void. Amen. And it will prosper unto that thing to which it was sent. Right? So when I was down, <clears throat> excuse me, the first thing I did was immediately declare life over myself. I had no idea why this bioweapon was in my home other than, you know, I started checking myself. I was like, well, I know my family's all sick and, you know, have I not done what I needed to do to stay on top of this? You know, is there something in my life that has contributed to my immune defenses being down? Uh, you know, I check myself for bitterness, unforgiveness, you know, all the things that I know to do that will in fact... They uh, bottom line is unforgiveness and bitterness is the equivalent of our southern border at the moment in your spirit to your body. That's what happens. Your defenses are down. And so when you're harboring unforgiveness and bitterness, that is circulating throughout your blood. It affects your bones. If you don't believe me, go read your Bibles. It is absolutely true. It causes jealousy and envy causes rottenness of the bones, Right. And your immune system is in your bones. It's in your bone marrow. So when, when, when your defenses are down, the enemy isn't 
always an opportunist and the world itself is filled with opportunists in the way of viruses, bacteria, you know, humans that are occupied by devils and demons as, you know, this is nothing new, nothing new under the sun. Amen. So I checked my heart and checked just my life. Right. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. What, what's okay. Well, bottom line is whether I let you in or <laughs> something, some, the, the Wuhan bat flu virus, which is a bunch of crock, as you know, if you've listened to my Twitter spaces with Dr. Huff and many others, um, you will know that it is in fact a, a man, an engineered bio weapon, period. Full stop. Regardless of who had uh, who executed gain of function, who approved gain of function, where gain of function occurred, it does not matter. We unleashed it upon the human race, or our government and others released it, according to whistleblowers, released it upon the human race. And so here we are. And so I found myself down for the first, you know, 48 hours. I did exactly what I was directed to do very early on. And thanks be to God, all glory for amazing friends. And I happened to have some hydroxychloroquine on hand. And I took that for the first 48 hours. And um, and that got me over. And I did other things that I knew to do. And I slept. I sweated it out. I had a very high fever. Um, and with him, And I started speaking the word. I was like, mm, however you got here, you're going to have to go right back out, whether that's through the toilet, it's through whatever, but you got to go because I'm not going to grant you access to my body for any length of time whatsoever. This is my territory. And so I declared the word, the living word. I stood on the name in the, in the spilled blood of Yeshua the Christ, and I went to battle And then I turned it all over to the Lord and I said, Father, I'm tired and I need you to battle for me. Excuse me. And I need your warring angels. As you can hear, I still have some of this mess, uh, you know, the final remnants of it dealing with my sinuses. But generally speaking, um, praise be to God. I, I came through it. I was, I was down for a solid 10 days or overcoming. And that was another thing. I didn't say I'm down with COVID. I was like, I'm overcoming COVID. Right? Like those were the, I was tempted. I'm down. I'm down with COVID. Like it's got me. It's got me down. And I'm like, I'm overcoming because I'm coming up out of this bed. Come hell, high water, the second coming, the rapture, whatever. I know that this is my body. And this body was bought with a price, the highest price ever that supersedes any man-made poison, invention, gas, noxious, whatever, whatever, on on the devil's best day through human engineering, which genocide is is should never be attributed to simply human engineering, Ephesians 6 and 12. Amen. We know that he is the enemy, has always been a murderer and a liar, and Yeshua said so himself. I was just reading that today, actually, about what a murderer and a liar he was, right? And when the Pharisees came for Christ, he was like, listen, you can't hear me because you hear nothing but your father who's always been a murderer and a liar and always will be. 
<clears throat> excuse me. And so, you know, when death comes knocking at your door, you better know what to say and whose authority you're saying it in. It is very important. I'm not playing church with this. Uh, I'm not naming it and claiming it and blabbing it and grabbing it. That's not what this is. And for those of you who mock the power of the living Holy Ghost of our Father Elohim, which fell upon this earth, upon disciples and other believers on the day of Pentecost, I'm going to woefully encourage you to please, please check yourself before you wreck yourself and ask for a new revelation about that. Some of you do not believe in healing for today. You believe that the power dried up somewhere along the way, I guess, when the last disciple died. I don't know. But that is heresy. It is blasphemy to assign powerlessness to our Father who raised Christ from the dead. And if we're in him, we are seated in him in heavenly places at the right hand of our Father. Now, our bodies are clearly here, but our spirit is is sealed in Christ upon our confession from our heart with our mouth that he is the only begotten son of God in the way of being born through the birth of a virgin. He is the one and only Messiah who has already come. He was sacrificed. He was crucified. He suffered. He was buried and he rose again. And when he ascended, our father's spirit was sent to us to comfort us and to endow and bestow his power upon all of us who would come after them, not only them, but to come after them and believe on his son and in his son. And we have the same authority. It is spoken. It is written. I believe that 1000%. I also believe that we got to get our lives right whenever it comes to, because remember, Christ himself said, there will be those of you who come to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not heal the sick? Did we not do this? Did we not do that in your name? Right? Which means there was some level of belief there that they were told that's what they were supposed to do. Maybe it was to do. Maybe it was simply prescriptive, obviously. And he will say to them, depart from me, you wicked and evil servant. I never knew you. That's pretty deep, right? So just because you name it and claim it and blab it and grab it does not mean you have an actual fellowship relationship with our father and with his son and by and through in virtue of his Holy Ghost. I, I really cannot stress this enough. COVID has been a massive blessing in my life. And it, it was it was hell. I'm not going to lie. It was hell, not only from a physical perspective, but it, it really does something to you emotionally. And in every person I spoke with uh, in the science community, in the medical community as well, said that there is a, a, a neural component to this, to the engineering of this virus that in fact, you know, neurologically, uh, does play a role, whether it's in, you know, your ability to uptake, you know, all of your um, neurotransmitters that give you the happy, goody feelings and all that, 
uh, whatever the prohibitive nature is of this virus, uh, all I can tell you is I shed a lot of impromptu tears that just didn't make sense to me. A lot of self-reflection. I was never afraid I was going to die or anything like that. I mean, I had decided, nope, this, this is definitely not my time. I do not receive it. I'm not going to receive it. You have no legal right to be here. And if you do, I repent for whatever it is I've done or said or felt or thought. And Father, I thank you that you've already forgiven me. And thank you I'm already cleansed from all unrighteousness. And I thank you that I'm restored. And I started speaking to my to my cells. I mean, y'all have never seen me go to town whenever it comes to, I mean, I'm prayer warrior numero uno. Like I have the gift of faith. The word says that every man has been given the measure of faith, right? Which, which means that we are all created beings without excuse, that we do have the measure of faith. And in my interpretation of that, my understanding rather of that is that we're all created to worship something. Whether you're part of the LGBT industrial complex, which is now about to begin their sabbatical, their I'm sorry, their their um, <clears throat> excuse me, their their oh gosh, what is it called? I call it's a trek, but you know the, their pilgrimage. Thank you, their pilgrimage to Mecca <laughs> of Pride Month. Right, that's welcome. That's all the month of June. You're going to see all of your corporate, you know, bales that are all in mammon that's, you know, holding hands and singing Kumbaya with the Confusion Brigade. And and some people are going, and, and I mean that spiritually speaking. I, I don't mean to um, make fun of or make light of, you know, what and how people believe and feel. They identify with regard to their sexuality. But scripturally speaking, I've never wavered from what the word says about homosexuality or lying or stealing or thieving or murdering or adultering or fornicating or anything else. Double-mindedness, fear, lack of courage. Some of you cowards aren't going to make it in either, right? And so fear, those are things we all deal with. It's it's very close. It's, it's, it's part of the fallen human nature, right? But we're called to faith. And so the word says every man has been given the measure of faith, but faith is also one of these spiritual gifts that can be given. And so some people just have like this extra measure of faith, man, where you're like, God, how do you do that? And how can you have faith at a time like this? And I have certainly had moments where it was only because other people came along and held my arms up and, and helped carry my cross at certain times that I was able to get over and through whatever Red Sea I was contending with and whatever Egyptians I happened to be running from at the time or, or ex, ex, exodusing from. Um, but generally speaking, I have a, the gift of faith. And so when I start on that, when I start praying, Every single scripture he has ever poured into me on faith, on healing, on joy, on love, on forgiveness, on on his mercy, on his namesake, on his loving kindness, which is eternal, his commitment to us, to love us, that we are sealed. I mean, it all comes up from whence he deposited it into my very spirit moons and moons ago. And so you better believe when when the enemy comes to my house with some crazy stuff like a bioweapon, I'm up and down the halls or in my bed. I'm, I am claiming every single truth I know to be true in faith. And I am I'm rejoicing for my healing before I ever feel it. 101.7 degree fever, 102 degree fever, rejoicing for my healing. 
I'm rejoicing that my, my immune system's like kicking butt and taking names because I'm like, okay, well, you know, I feel like crap and I feel like I'm 9,000 years old in my bones right now and every single muscle in my body hurts and I can't even get up and down my three levels of stairs without completely losing my breath. Um, but I'm rejoicing because I'm coming through this and when I do, I'm going to be way better than I was before. And all I can tell you is I know that is true. I'm not believing any of that crazy dust is left behind in my neurons and and my molecules and my blood cells and my sinew and my lung tissue. Nope, my brain cell. No, Mm-mm. nope. And I've I've evicted everybody. I've rejected it all. I've renounced it. I have cast it up and out. Everything I know from deliverance ministry, I'm like, you gotta go. Because listen. These things are intelligent beings. They are created by intelligence, and they are intelligent. And they are created to manipulate your biology, your chemistry, and to alter your uh, not only your quality of life, but in many cases, your lifespan. And so you better believe when I felt there was a spirit of death, hell, and destruction uh, all up in my room trying to like come after me. And I mean, it came on like a freight train, literally standing in my hall, ironing something. I was like, wow. Okay. This is interesting. I can suddenly feel the nerve endings over my entire body and they don't feel good. They feel really weird. <laughs> huh? This kind of feels like the flu. Hmm. All right, let me go do what I know to do. And I immediately started with my protocol, and I actually induced the fever, uh, which was my in, my intention was to do what I always do when I don't feel well and get my body temperature up as high as I can possibly stand it for about 10 minutes in a very, 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 very hot tub. And uh, with uh, Epsom salts and uh, either baking soda or usually peroxide, And then I hop out, I bundle myself up, get up under my covers and my mom, my mom is in my head. Cause you know, you know how it was. You're from my generation. If you listen to me more than likely, and you know, mama was like, get up under those covers and don't come out. And no, you can't take off your clothes. You're going to have to sweat it out. Right. And they're just dying. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to put on all my stuff and my little socks and get up under these covers and try to sweat it out. Well, that wasn't working. And about two hours later, I hit close to 102. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. And immediately made some phone calls and started on my protocol. And glory be to our Heavenly Father. I feel like a million bucks now. I still got some stuffy stuff going on. Um, But praise be to my father. I'm I'm five foot seven above ground. So woohoo. Thank you, Father. All that to say, faith, when he returns, will he find faith, right? I mean, COVID is no joke. I know Stu Peters and the Stu Peters Network, I think, is launching this evening at 8 p.m. on this day, the 30th, which is Tuesday, May the 30th. They are launching their latest um, documentary regarding COVID and in the, the actual nature of the bioweapon and genocide and all of that. And I believe you can catch that on Rumble um, on the Stu Peters Network, or they may actually be airing it on Twitter as well. I'm not sure, but I saw the promo for it, and uh, that is up and running. So that will be Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this evening. And I'm sure you'll, you know, learn 
something from it. Uh, they usually do a very good job, even though they've been taken on by the BBC and just about every single mainstream media publication you can imagine. And others, you know, you're always going to have naysayers. And, and you know, it, it's good to do your own research on something. Just because someone else took the time to do a a, um, a documentary doesn't mean you can't take the time to do your own research and you ain't going to find it on Google. So <laughs> good luck with that. You're going to have to get creative about where you go to look for truth. Now, speaking of truth and faith and things that are happening in the world right now, and speaking of Stu Peters, quite honestly, uh, this morning he tweeted a tweet about the CEO, former now current former CEO of Chick-fil-A, Dan Cathy, who at the time was sitting on a stage with Louis Giglio at the Passion City Church here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, along with a um, very well-known Christian singer that, who goes by the name of Lecrae. Happens to be a black gentleman, and Louis Giglio, as you all know, is white, as is Dan Cathy, who is the former, now former CEO of Chick-fil-A. And Dan was on an apology tour for all white people and was sitting on a stage and, and trying to, you know, explain how bad other people felt, how bad he felt. And then next thing you know, he gets down on his hands and knees and he's starting to like, you know, simulate uh, washing the shoes or the feet or something of Lecrae. And you can actually see Lecrae kind of like wincing, like, okay, well, I'm like super uncomfortable right now. Like what's going on? Uh, like, get up, dude. And when I first saw this, this was what, when did BLM's madness start? Their propaganda store tour started hmm, right around three years ago, right? I think so. And it was right at the height of BLM, right? When all of my rich neighbors, very wealthy neighbors were po all the little white people were posting their signs. All the little liberal white people were posting their signs in their front lawns about we love basically we love black people right we no hatred here you kind of like please bypass our house whenever you decide to come north in the city and burn everyone else's down because that's what was happening it was during the summer of love and so right around this time Dan thinks it's expedient to get on a stage internationally and apologize for basically being white and for slavery and all the things that have happened to black people in this country over the generations. And so when I saw it, for whatever reason, it was brought back up in circulation today. Some people thought it was new because you guys cannot keep up with the news cycle. And the only reason I do is because I'm in the industry, but I, God bless you. I know it's hard. I'm not accusing you in it. I'm saying you, you, you gotta like chew meat, spit bones, keep moving. You know, I mean, and the things that matter, matter. Now this should matter to you. This should have mattered to you three years ago if you're a believer, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when you have the pastor of a mega church, and I mean mega church, okay, sitting on a stage agreeing with the apology tour of the guilting of white people in this country over slavery, which to me says this, and I've stood on this since then, and I will all, I'll stand on it till my grave, okay, and beyond. It says that the blood of Christ was not good enough to, to repair the breach for slavery, to cover the offense of slavery, to cover the demonic murderous nature of things that happened in 3% of the plantations in the South during that era in this country, right? And, or... Or we could go further and go back over to the homeland where all of this started, where the trade started amongst tribes, African tribes that were selling not only to Americans, right, 
not only to colonists here, uh, but across the globe for that matter, right? I mean, since the beginning of time, we've had slavery, amen? And I'm not diminishing the fact that it's, it was, it was grotesque. It is grotesque. It, it, it is, it is still happening. It is still happening today, right this second. There are children being trafficked in slavery across our border by our own government. How many reports have you seen about that in recent days? I brought people to you two years ago who were part of the Trump administration working alongside immigration issues and HHS who told you then what was happening. Now all of a sudden it's breaking news, but glory to God. At any rate, so that's what that says to me is that the blood of Christ is not enough. Therefore, we all have to feel bad somehow and we need to feel guilty and we need to apologize. And, and here's the other thing it does, right? I've seen so many comments today on this because I retweeted it and I put it into context that A, this was three years ago or longer. And in, in B, Dan is, has since stepped down as the CEO. He's retired. And, and, and what it's, what it should say to the church is probably something entirely different than what it's been saying, right? Because people just stop with, screw that, forget that. I'm white. I'm not apologizing. I'm not bending down for anybody. I'm not I'm not bowing down. I'm not getting on my knees, but all this stuff, right? So what happens is whenever someone accuses you falsely of something that you're definitely not guilty of, right? The first thing that's going to rise up in you in your flesh is going to be pride. Well, guess what? That's the exact same thing that is rising up in the spirits of the pe- in the flesh of the people who are on the apology tour, right? Because it comes in the form of false piety. It comes in the form of false humility. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is pride. It's the same thing. It just comes from a different foundation and it manifests itself slightly different. It's a little bit harder to detect, right? Especially when you're being driven by a spirit of guilt. That's why it's so important to understand spiritual principalities because then you're able to see exactly who's pulling the levers in Ephesians 6 and 12. But the beauty of that is not to get stuck in it. It's to be able to rebuke it, condemn it in the spirit in your prayer time and get on with your life more abundant. And get on with taking your churches back and fellowshipping with your black neighbors and, you know, people who don't look like you or your white neighbors or people who don't vote like you, right? But the world system definitely does not want you to know that. And the enemy for sure does not want you to know the truth that's in your Bibles, which is why only 3 to 5% of you read them. So this is all news to some of you, Right? But you have the ability to pick up a children's Bible, a teen Bible, whatever, and and get busy. Start learning to, you know, study to show yourself approved of God is what the word says. Not to get on Twitter and argue with everybody and win, you know, debates on Twitter or theological debates or eschatological debates that really, in the big scheme of things, don't matter what time Christ is coming back according to the next blood moon. It doesn't because what matters is when he returns, will he find faith? That's what the word asks us. Amen. And so right now I think he would return and find a lot of anger, wrath, terror, bitterness, resentment, dread, fear, accusation, murder with the tongue, murder in the heart, murder in the spirit, murder of spirits, period, abominations, confusion, 
It's awful according to the world system, but it doesn't have to be that way for us. Amen. Because our eternity in the word and in the body of Christ started the minute we said, amen, individually. Now it started from the foundations of the world in Christ, but, but the minute you said, amen, and I received Christ in my heart as my savior. And, and for some of us, it took a little bit longer to say, Lord, uh, but for those of you who are like, he's my Lord, he's my savior. Amen. That settles it. I'm done. Right, I'm not going back to my old ways. Some of us have gone back to our old ways, like the dog returns to its vomit, and you know, some of us have other deeper, wider, awful things that we have to overcome and walk through uh, to develop trust and fellowship with our Father. And if that's you, I want to encourage you to keep going. Don't you dare sit down where you are right now and settle for whatever dusty, crusty life you've created for yourself. Don't you dare do it. If you have ever said amen to our Father in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, as most of you refer to him, the living Christ, and you are backslidden, You are a fornicator again. You're an adulterer again. You're a spiritual adulterer. You are back into idolatry. You're back into covetousness. You're angry. You're bitter. You're unforgiving. All of that. It is, this is the perfect time for you to lay all that down at his feet in your private time and confess it. And if you need somebody to walk through you with it, you are welcome to email me at Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. That is exactly what my ministry does. We come alongside people for the sake of discipleship and to help carry those crosses. And I'm telling y'all right now, addictions come in many different forms. It's not just alcohol. It's not just drugs. It's not just food. It's not just porn. It is not. We have addictive attitudes that are not serving us. And if you still have breath in your body, I don't care if you're listening on a ventilator right now, if you still have breath in your body and you have the ability to say amen and to decide, and Father, I ask for this person, whoever they are, whoever he or she is, or collectively, whoever they are, Father, I, I thank you that by the power of your living in grace-filled, merciful, loving kindness, for the sake of your holy name, Father, I pray that you will do for them exactly what you've done for me and draw them unto yourself. The fact that they're even listening to this broadcast is evidence that they're not here by accident. So I thank you, Father. There are no coincidences within your kingdom. And if they have ever said amen to you, Father, and they have fallen back into snares, I pray, Father, that peradventure you would give them place to repent right now in the name of your beautiful, precious son, Yeshua, and that they would repent of those sins, that they would confess them so that they can be cleaned and that it is adjudicated in the heavens already and that they can be cleansed from all unrighteousness, Father, and pick up their mats and keep moving. Get back on track. If it's not my ministry you connect with, find somebody locally that you can hunker hunker down with and, and start being discipled. We need to be discipled. Amen. And so, 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 back to chicken sandwiches apparently are going to be the end of Christendom. All right. So, so I retweeted Stu's tweet, but with context, because he kind of retweeted it with, you know, can you believe this? Here's the CEO of Chick-fil-A. And, and, and there was no, people thought it happened like yesterday, right? And so 
And Stu, by all accounts, may have not realized just how old it was. I have no idea. Maybe he had someone else tweeting for his account. But nevertheless, I retweeted with context, and, and then I, but I saw all the comments under my retweet. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, people have no idea what's really going on here. They're angry with him. Excuse me. And I got to tell you, the first time I saw the video, I texted Dan. And I was like, WT, almost said F, but it was WTH. Like, what are you doing, dear friend, dear brother? This is not the way, sir. This is not the way. This is, this is like bordering blasphemy. That, that somehow the blood of Christ isn't enough of a reconciliation for all of mankind, for all of our sins that we will ever commit against one another and our Heavenly Father. Get up from your knees. And the horrible thing is this, what, you know, the fact that Christ washed the disciples' feet, including Judas's, and knew Judas was going to be the one to betray him and called him friend right before he told him to go do what he needed to do and do it quickly. Okay. Now he, listen, it's a beautiful thing. I don't know if you guys have ever participated in a good old fashioned foot washing, but there's nothing more humbling than children doing that. And I had this beautiful, unbelievably beautiful family uh, of these sweet babies who these little girls were being raised in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And I had dinner with their family and they wanted to bless me before I set out upon a ministry assignment that I had. And those girls insisted on washing my feet. And you want to talk about humbling? I mean, I, I, I was almost uncomfortable. Like I was uncomfortable to be told because I was like, oh my gosh. But I knew, I knew that, that it was meant to humble me. It, it was meant to, to bring contrition. And, and for all of you saying, I never bow down. I would never bow. Okay. Well, back up, everybody put your feathers down. All the little fuzz and frizz on the back of your necks, all upset about stuff. Okay, that's exactly what the world system wants you to be. It's frizzed up and upset. And for all you know, the thing that would set someone free, whether black, white, purple, green, whatever, could be in your future a foot washing. Or maybe it's you. How would you feel if a black brother or sister was like, you know what, I was praying the other night and the Lord told me that I needed to wash your feet. I mean, some of you would rather literally fall into the earth than allow that to happen. And that should tell you something about the condition of your heart. And so that's a very serious matter to our Father. Amen? The condition of our hearts. And in these days of lawlessness and of ESG worship and of DEI worship, and and that's the latest about Chick-fil-A, and I have a sneaking suspicion this is why this clip of of Dan, Kathy, the former CEO of Chick-fil-A, scrubbing the feet of Lecrae or or emulating it, whatever. Um, But on the apology, on the white guy apology tour for all of white America, in the name of Jesus, nevertheless, um, 
this is why I think it's been brought back up is because like other people were posting today and it's now breaking news that according to the employee promise handbook of Chick-fil-A, they are now compliant with uh, diversity. Uh, really, it's exclusion, but inclusion and um, equity. That whole protocol, right, which we know for sure is a religious cult. Undoubtedly. So because it robs the unique individuality of a, and, and really the performance of a meritocracy, it, it, it robs you of your ability to advance due to your maybe advanced skill set or time on the job, and it, and it diminishes you down to your skin color or your sex, your biological sex, not to be confused with gender. So that is an abomination because we were all created and designed uniquely. I just told you earlier, I have the gift of faith. You may also have the gift of faith, or you may not. You may have the gift of miracles, the gift of healing. All the gifts are outlined, and they didn't die with the apostles, as we've already uncovered. So diversity, really exclusion, but equity, right? Because in order for something to be equitable, equitable someone has to be excluded. Right. And so this is all part of the World Economic Forum agenda, the, the World Health Organization. It's, it's all part of the empire of the world's system, right? Of which we do not belong to as believers. We put off the old man. The old man is dead. We are not subjects of the world's system. Now, we are admonished to abide by the laws of the land in as much as those laws are of in and of themselves, not, this is my addendum, but by virtue of, of knowing, you know, the, the holiness of our father, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump out on a skinny branch here on a twig and, and suggest that, you know, when your government is clearly, breaking moral code and laws and trafficking human beings and organ harvesting coming out of Ukraine and all of the filthy, vile, disgusting, wicked things that are happening in accordance with the world system that we get to pay for with our tax dollars. That's not something we should ever be like, well, you know, Jesus told us just to turn the other cheek. No. No, it's not. It should absolutely be taken to task. We are the light of the world. We are the salt, right? And if we lose our flavor, then what good are we? Nothing, none. We are as good as the world system. Amen? And so it's very important for us to know who we are and whose we are and to stand upon that. So we are not subjects of the world system. We are called out of the world. We are called to be consecrated, to be separated from the world's system, which means that there's an entirely different economy in the way of the kingdom of God. And that economy includes understanding. That includes understanding who and whose you are. That includes understanding the power of the blood on the cross. That includes understanding contrition and humility, true humility. That includes submission to the word. It includes laying down pride. 
and false humility, which is also pride. It includes laying down confusion in our own ways of thinking and being and doing and saying and feeling and all of that. Right? It includes submitting to the word and resisting the devil and knowing that he will flee. Amen. It includes speaking the truth to complete runaway power, to power that is murdering, maiming, raping, killing, trafficking, harvesting humans in accordance with the world's system. Right? So it includes standing. And it includes really being on our knees in our prayer time and fasting and submitting in our own lives to holiness and taking a stand and doing something about it in the heavenlies as well as here in the earth in as much as it's your, it's within your power to do so. Whether that's through the system that's in place constitutionally, you know, by state, federally, laws, courts, praying for the people that you're about to, you know, have to stand in front of, praying for Father to step in. But he, listen, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and that includes you. Amen. And and the, we keep saying, oh, the devil's running amok. The devil's running things. This is the devil's domain. The earth is the Lord's, the earth, the earth, the earth, which is where most of you live right now, Right on a good day and a bad one. So the earth is the Lord's, the Lord's, capital L-O-R-D-S, apostrophe S, Lord's, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, which includes you. So quit saying the earth belongs to Satan. You give him entirely too much glory. You give him too much power. So, I am just grateful that the entirety of Christendom does not is not hinged upon a, a chicken sandwich, right? Because some of you have lost your minds on Twitter, I've seen, where you're like, oh my God, this is an abomination, I can't believe it. And they were the last bastion of Christian hope, and what are we going to do? And if they go down, we all go down. What? <laughs> Come on. If Chick-fil-A goes down, somehow all of Christianity just totally hits the toilet. I mean, you can't be serious. I know. It's like, okay, we have one we have one champion in 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 industry, right? In in the not so healthy food industry, uh, fast food industry. And 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 they were our loudest voice, and now they fall into the DEI gods. And if they fall, we all fall. No, dude, no, no, no. No, stop, stop it. Stop giving the enemy that kind of credit. No, that is ridiculous. <laughs> so it is emotional rhetoric that is coming out of your face. And you're literally glorifying the kingdom of hell. So stop, knock it off. And by the way, Dan Cathy's no longer the CEO and he hasn't been for a couple of years, or I think he retired last year. So it really shouldn't surprise you. And you will probably continue to see the culture decline at Chick-fil-A. So just gird your loins. <laughs> Put on your full armor of Christ before you go to Chick-fil-A to become offended. Right? Because offense, man, 
It'll take you out faster than anything. It really will. It'll take you out of the favor of our Father. It'll take you out of the light. It'll take you out of the flow of your life. You'll be moving along in like the the lazy river, you know, just... I am flying high with the Holy Spirit. That's amazing. Bam, head up against an offense turd in your perfectly clean and crisp and <laughs> blue waters. And you're like, oh, and, and next thing you know, you're, you know, flailing around. Your raft is gone. There's no more inner tube. You're like walking upstream trying to get the offense turd off of you. You know, I'm just sorry for the descriptive, but it's kind of true. So just let it float by. It'll get caught in the trap, in the drain. Just let it float by. Keep moving. Keep your peace above all things. Amen. That is what's required of us, especially right now. Our peace was secured. Our joy was secured. Those are our gifts as children of the Most High. Those are our gifts. So why do we let the world rob us? Because they've gone mad. And they've always been mad. The world system will always be mad. And I'm not willing to give the the demons and the devils and in Satan's kingdom any more credit than that's already than is already on full display. I'm just not. And you're worth more than that. And you shouldn't really want to tune into people who all they do is glorify the wickedness and leave you feeling helpless and depressed and sad and angry and wrath-filled and vengeful and crazy. And, you know, you can't sleep at night. You're not having sex with your spouse. Your, your, your kids get on your last nerve. You have no energy. Your health is suffering. What? But praise the Lord, we're going to church on Sunday. Okay, for what? So you get a little bit of a bump because, you know, woo we went to church. All right. Hallelujah. I'm not suggesting that you don't fellowship. What I'm saying is that we that some of this just seems a little hypocritical. Our faith does not hinge upon a chicken sandwich. And I know it's grievous because we were very proud to and very just glad to have a single corporate entity besides Hobby Lobby that championed in their corporate discourse, in their corporate constitution, championed biblical principles. But I want to leave you with this. None of us are above temptation. None of us. None of us are above leaning on our own understanding. We are actually above it. Okay, because we're seated in Christ. Let me clarify that. But we're none of us are none of us are without. I'll I'll say that without the potential temptation to fall into any level of sin. And while we're called not to fall into sin, we know that when we do, we have an advocate. Amen. And we have a merciful, merciful, merciful Father who is always waiting for his children to come home. And that includes Dan Cathy. That includes others who will inevitably let us down. It just does. So we have to have mercy for each other, and we pray. I just prayed for those of you who are wayward that Father would give you place to repentance because you've been taken into captivity for whatever reason. 
And there's no reason for you to stay there. When Father opens the door and he grants you the door is open for you to repent, now is the time to walk through. Not tomorrow, not six years from now, not after you you know, give up having fun, not after the fun's over. No, now. Now's the time because your salvation is now. It is at hand. It is today. And guess what? You represent the kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you. It's not in your church building. It is not in only your priest. It is within you. And we cannot serve sin and serve the kingdom at the same time. We can't. We're going to love one and hate the other. And that's scripture talking about mammon. You cannot serve two masters. And if sin is still our master, then we have no right pointing the finger at people like Dan Cathy or anyone else for that matter, Louis Giglio or anyone else who has fallen prey and fallen victim to the world system. Even as leaders of mega, mega churches. And I don't know their hearts. I, I, I have found Dan Cathy to be a very precious human being and 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 a and an honorable man and it was that's why it grieved me so bad when i saw it for the first time years ago um and and it angered me and it grieved me and i thought my god do you man do you know the influence you have and you've partnered up with another man who's got mammoth influence i mean mega influence throughout the globe and you guys are on an apology tour because of skin color? Do you not know that racism is, is just false accusation against our father? That somehow he created one of us lesser or greater than the other. That's what racism is at its core. It is an accusation against our father God, Elohim. That he somehow made one ethnicity, not race. There's only one race and one blood that is written in Acts. But somehow one ethnicity is greater than the other because of skin color or lesser than the other because of skin color. That is heresy. I owe no man anything other than the debt of love. And the same thing goes for you. I don't owe reparations. I don't owe um, apologies. I have, I have actually in my own personal prayer time, I have repented on behalf of my generations. If there were anything in my generations, on my mother or father, all the way back to Adam and Eve, for anything that would have mistreated people who don't look like me, um, you know, held wrong beliefs, you know, whatever. I have done that in the privacy of my own prayer time. Absolutely. But I'm not on a national apology tour, and I don't feel bad about who I am or whose I am. And you shouldn't either. But we can take our peace while standing in our identity. Amen. And that's what we're called to do. So I want to encourage you again to guard your heart above all things, for we know that out of it flow the issues of life and our heart is sacred to our father. It's where we commune and fellowship with him and his son and with his Holy ghost. It's where we hear the voice of our father. It's in our heart. 
it's another thing. We can talk about this another day, but the church has completely bamboozled everyone, you know, believing that your heart is wicked above all things because that's what was stated in the Old Testament. Well, what did Jesus say? The kingdom of heaven is within. Well, where is that? What is that, your belly button, you know, your throat? I mean, you know, your lungs? Like, what, what, where do you think the kingdom of heaven would reside, right? And in a man's heart is where he believes. Out of the man's heart flow the issues of life. Amen? So the world is always going to want to break your heart, dear one. Always. That's the system. But we have been called to the repairer of the breach, which is Christ Yeshua. And he's calling all of us, especially as believers. So be encouraged. Until tomorrow, it's great to be back. I feel a thousand percent better, and I'm very grateful to Father, and I've had a lot of cool things happen in my life over the past three days, which have been very powerful that I was believing for, particularly around Pentecost and business and relationships and just hope and joy and all of those things that are part of the kingdom's economy. And I'm really hoping that because my cup is running over, it's spilling over unto you. That is my heart. That is that is my that just makes me so happy to know that hopefully at least one of you will say amen to coming back into the kingdom, into fellowship with the word and with others. And again, if I can be of assistance in that, the way of my ministry, I'm happy to do so at Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. All right, guys, I love you so much. Have a good evening. And hey, by the way, for those of you, congratulations for those of you who have continued to move over your 401ks into uh, in your savings. I've noticed that too lately. Uh, into MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. That is a place for you to hedge and shelter in the way of gold and silver and make sure that uh, the Biden administration and others, the globalists, stay out of your hard-earned dollars. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.